This is Bragg, the son of Balan, and you're listening to Light the Beacons, a Lotro podcast. Welcome to the world of Middle-earth. are lit. Lotro calls for aid. And Brog shall answer. Yes, it's your favorite beacon. Amandine. Random commentary and misguided wisdom is kindled. Welcome back to Light the Beacons, a Lotro podcast that also dabbles in the books, movies, gaming, and the lore of the great J.R.R. Tolkien. This is episode number 70, wonderful. And I am your host, Brag of the Lonely Mountain, the excellent, the mushroom muncher, and the crosser of Rhodes, broadcasting live from temporary LTB MEWHQ, far, far from Fahelian, here at Ted Sampson's farm. Yes, I happen to be standing on top of the central post that is the keystone of Ted Sampson's house. Uh, you can reach it by jumping on the little fence post around his cow and sheep up to the roof and across to the top, and this affords the best view of the egg scrambling action, and I am looking around the courtyard. There are chickens running hither and thither. Jovelina, helping hand, just picked up a blue egg, and her only competitor appears to be uh, Artanis Leddy the Enlightened. Artanis, Artanis Leddy the Enlightened. I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sure. But a two-man chicken fight. They are both raking in the eggs right now. I'm sure that's a couple of victories. Across the way, I can see... Uh, the farmer's fair flags are out. Looks like the crop is ready to come in from harvest. There are chicken roosts. There is uh, a bright blue sky with puffy white clouds as there is wont to be in the Shire. I see a waterfall right around the corner from the farm that must be fun for the kids to play on. Uh, there is, uh, of course, a windmill off to my right-hand side on the hill, um, probably grinding the, uh, the flour for uh, Ted and his chickens as uh, he produces bread for his family and whatnot. I see the chickens, the name chickens around the farm, including Pimpinella, including uh, George, and including Belina, of course, all of significant fame, as well as Moonlight. And uh, if you've been through the chicken quests at Ted Sanson's farm, you've talked to each of them in turn. We're going to talk a little bit more about the special quest that one of them bequeaths in a short while. But while I'm here, let me see. Is the egg scramble open? Oh, it's not open yet. I think I just missed that episode or that round. We'll come back and do it later. I want to make broadcast broadcast history a little bit later in the episode. But right now, in the interest of time, we're going to move it along to our next beacon. We are at Elanoch. Let's talk about a review of the agenda. As usual, we'll deal with a lot of CRAP, corrections, retractions, and apologies from last week. So last time out, we offended Matham House, Hoarders, Richard Burton, Scrooge McDuck, and Dang's Faithful, Mordor Bug Reporters, Bomber, Bomber's Family, and Bomber's Personal Diet Coach slash Chef, uh, Holly Hornblower, 
and probably some high elves as well, and to all those that we offended, we offer a solemn and very heartfelt sorry. On to viewers' comments, agree to disagree. Uh, let's check the leaderboard. That's right. The last review of the podcast was left by MC Blarney on June 6th of 2017, so he or she currently has our high score. As always, if you want to join this illustrious vacuum of your viewers, then please, by all means, continue to do absolutely nothing. But I would love to have a few more iTunes reviews out there. Twelve in three years is a little bit anemic. Um, although there are a few in foreign countries. Don't forget those. Thank you very much for those friends overseas. Viewer feedback. Agreed, disagree. Look, let's not get into it. Um, they may or may not be viewers, and uh, they may or may not be viewing the podcast. Um, I think it's neither here nor there. Uh, it's been eerily quiet later with viewer feedback. I guess they, uh, you know, they haven't viewed anything that was terribly exciting recently. And uh, on the Twitter sphere, I developed a couple new followers after some comments, re some kind comments recently by that bombastically creative hot mess Zingor. Thanks for the shout out on Twitter, Zingor. Really appreciate it. From a community spotlight perspective, the Han Kegger games are upcoming in the next week. I think you've got a week to sign up or look at the timing and or scheduling of various events that are coming your way. It looks like an action-packed week of activities. I think the only ones you need to sign up for in advance would be the music, uh, the band competition, and maybe the poetry slam. I did do the poetry slam last year. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I learned that perhaps my poem was a little dense and serious for that crowd. So I'm thinking about giving it another shot. If I do, I will try to light, uh, write something a little lighter in vain. Will I write a new poem? Meh, maybe. It's always a good excuse to look to write. If I have the time, I think I will give it a shot. Otherwise, uh, perhaps I'll just show up and uh, enjoy the show like so many others. Forums Insider, I avoided them like the plague. No comments on the forums. So in this week's action-packed episode, we're going to, as always, talk a little bit about what we've been doing again these past few weeks. We'll talk about the revised community guidelines that were just published and announced this past week. We'll hear from our latest bombastic podcast sponsor, and we will talk about Bragg's ambitious attempt at the most difficult quest in all of Lotro. Lastly, as always, if we have any time remaining, we will explain one little trick that will show you how to achieve all four alliances at the same time without any additional time or grinding required. But if we want to have time for that, we better get moving. So let's move on to the third beacon of Nardal. Okay, let's flip back here over Ted Sampson's farm. There appears to be another egg scramble. This is bad timing. I think we just go. We're going to have to go for this one. Okay, so what we're going to attempt to do here is break our legs. And I'm standing next to Weimark Grub, the festival organizer. And uh, I believe the Farmer's Fair goes on for about another week. And uh, what I've been doing a lot of, which I will talk about momentarily, is uh, both the mushroom farm at, at Bamferlong as well as the egg scramble at Ted Sanson's farm for the Farmer's Fair. And I was on a mission, um, and I've been racking up quite a few tokens that way. So as this edition of the uh, egg scramble ends... I am going to try to record the first ever live egg scramble hunt in uh, Lotro podcast history. I don't believe it's ever been done. I think I would have remembered it if it was the case. So the previous round is finishing up. And uh, 
while they're doing that, I'm going to grab a quick ale. Why don't you guys do the same, and we'll report back here in a minute. Okay, so we're back, and uh, our friend Mark is taking uh, applicants for the egg scramble, and I'm out in the field right now. Uh, no one has joined me yet, so maybe the Farmer's Fair Fuhrer is uh, starting to dissipate, but here's my strategy for the egg scramble. The reason I like to do it is because for this and the mushroom, I think it's some of the quickest token returns you can get in the game. And if you're able to build up a reservoir, you can always trade them in for uh, tokens at the other fairs. And I was working on a deed for both of these as well, working towards the title of getting 20 uh, victories in each of those uh, activities, which is quite a slog given the usual rate of success is maybe hovers around 50%, a little better. So what I like to do is uh, scan my camera way back from my tune so that you get a good commanding view of the procedures. I like to back out to the edge of the scramble, and since the edge scramble has begun, he's out there running with the chickens. And now that he, all the calmness is gone, he's panicking. There's only two people in the match. If I don't get some tokens out of this one, it's going to be a shame. All right, he's already got two eggs. Slam down. Two of five, and there's a striped egg. And he's got that one too, yes. Oh, I'm just raking it in. I grabbed a festive egg. I got three out of five. I hope my other compatriot is doing well on the other side of the field. We're basically divided it up. And there's plenty of eggs to go around right now. She's got that one. And she got that one. She's got that one. I've got this one. you got that one. Oh, there's a red one. I bought it. Oh, she scooped it out of me. It was closer to her. That was nice. You know, but I got the striped one. That's the big one. I'll let her have the red one. Her little victories. Okay, now it's getting fairly late in the egg scramble. And I only have three eggs. I still need two more. Even competing against one other person, if I happen to lose this, it's going to be really embarrassing. So here we are into the home stretch. There's a good egg over there. She doesn't see it, but she's, yes. Oh, she's she's inviting me along. So here we go. Yeah, she got another festive egg, but I need one more. She hopped up and down. She didn't take that one from me. That was nice, but I'm running out of time. I need one more egg. I need one more egg. Ten seconds remain. There I go. There is the... Final egg, and thanks to her largesse, I have completed the quest, and I'm just scooping up the extras now. There's a bad egg. Not going to pick that one up. No more festive eggs are out on the table, and congratulations. You have won the egg scramble, so let's go over and talk to Wymac Grub, and we finished 10 Farmer's Fair tokens for that meager investment of time, and I have five white eggs in my inventory. I'm going to click on each one. That'll make 15 Farmer's Fair tokens. And let's see what we have. An orange and purple striped egg, which is worth 10 tokens itself. And I think I have three deeds where I need one egg, one striped egg, one spotted egg, and one other colored egg. And each of those is worth extra tokens too. I'm not sure if this is the striped egg I need. I'm going to click on it and find out. And no, I already have that one, unfortunately. So I still need to close out that deed another time. It's like not only do you get need the one specific colored egg that you need to finish the deed, uh, needs to drop in your egg scramble, but you have to beat everyone else to it, and uh, that gets difficult over time. But that was 25 Farmer's Fair tokens for about three minutes invested, and uh, that's not too shabby. That's how I was able to build up a good reservoir of those, which I will talk a little bit about when I am talking about what I've been doing in-game. But let's move on to um, talking about what other games I've been playing, and the answer is none. So let's go back to uh, movies. I've seen... Nothing special this past year. I was on an airplane flight where I saw Masterminds, which is the comedy starring Kristen Wiig, Zachary Galifianakis, um, 
Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis and uh, was based on a true story about a bank heist. And I think it did about as well in the theaters as I would expect. There were a couple funny moments, but overall it was uh, sort of uneven. I think it had more promise than it showed in the eccentric characters at its center. Um, strangely enough, I think the fact that they had to link it to real-life events and follow those scripts, as fantastic as they were, uh, kind of in the end defeated it to some degree in terms of its uh, level of entertainment. So that one is okay and maybe good for a cable watch. The other movie I want to see that's out in theaters right now is Logan Lucky. Haven't got a chance to check that one out yet, but uh, we'll try to do so in this coming weekend if that's possible. Uh, no updates from a book perspective. Still struggling to finish the one that I'm on currently. When it's done, I will comment a little bit more on it. So let's go straight to Loto. Bragg has been doing Allegiance dailies and weeklies uh, out of Udon and out of the Allegiance halls um, on the things posted on the boards that open up once you get to the Allegiance dailies uh, past level cap. And uh, I've also been doing the Scourges weekly. And I have to say, the uh, rewards for doing both those things are pretty decent. You get a fair number of drops on the runs themselves that you can turn into Ashes of Gorgoroth. And uh, you get the Allegiance uh, Tombs or Points. And then the Allegiance Daily every other day is a black key, uh, which will help deplete the <laughs> Gorgoroth Steel lockboxes that are filling your inventory more than likely. I still get a crack, uh, crack out of people that are trying to sell those in chat for like five gold apiece. Um, you can't give them away right now, really. So uh, every other day is a black key. Every other day is an allegiance tomb. And um, you obviously get additional tokens, Nashes of Gorgoroth, from finishing the quest themselves. And you work towards deed completion in each of the different regions as you go. So as I'm picking up the daily quests, it says, you know, do five in Udon or do five in Talfuri or Lingris. Um, I try to make sure if there's one available that I have not ticked off that I'm picking that up. Um, and as per usual, uh, for recent expansions from SSG and or a major um, geographic, uh, you know, uh, regions added to the game, there is a fair amount of uh, content there in the Allegiance Quest system for you to pick from. Um, there are probably, I don't know, on the order of uh, 15 to 20 quests per region times five regions. So that's a fair amount of... Uh, that's a fair amount of um, variety that's involved there, including resource instances, uh, the different camps that you have to tackle around the region to get to the rare Mordor chests. Uh, you get to tick off the rare Mordor chests if you have not already by doing these uh, camp, you know, campground quests. There are some uh, individual mob kill quests. There are some uh, kind of roving threat-ish, you know, major boss or elite kill quests. And, uh, you know, picking up of landscape items and some things with a little bit of variety like uh, killing squirrels in trees. So, um, so it's a fair bit of variety there. Um, so not bored of that just yet, which is good since I'm sure I'll be doing it quite a bit in the long run. I did notice, uh, you know, if you can go through the dailies with a partner. Um, this past week I duoed uh, all of the resource instances with a champ. Um, I had one day left. Uh, before the weekly was up, and uh, the weekly reward is really nice. I think it's like 10,000 allegiance points, so it's worth um, it's worth doing if you can get it done. Uh, so you'd have to do each of the resource instances in a week. And I think with a champ, I was averaging in between three and five minutes per instance. Uh, basically, I would run up the hill as far as I could, scooping everything I could, and just survive for like 10, 15 seconds, and the champ would come up and kill everything. 
you know, they have uh, unlimited AOE targets, you know, in their when they're traded uh, the right way. And uh, it was like, you know, I'm scooping them up and I'm throwing them in the blender. I'm scooping them up and I'm throwing them in the blender. So that was a lot of fun. It makes me want to get a champ up to this level. Right now, mine's sitting at 63 in Moria. But uh, it certainly inspires me to go back and uh, do some leveling with him, seeing, seeing what they can do at end cap. Uh, I'm also slowly ticking off the deeds from the different regions with Bragg, uh, the exploration deed, the rare chest deed, the lore book pages, the allegiance quest deeds, and the resource instance bosses, etc. as you move through these. So fair amount of deeds to tick off that, uh, you know, if I continue on my current track, I'm sure I will get there over time. Uh, in addition to that, Bragg has been at the Farmer's Fair doing the egg scramble and the mushroom hunt. I think going into this Farmer's Fair, I had 13 victories in each. I was probably winning each, I don't know, maybe 50% of the time. Uh, if you get a busy egg scramble with six or seven tunes, it can be tough. And the same goes for the mushrooms. Uh, but I've gotten better at those over the years, and I think I win a fair degree. And uh, I always love when people in the egg scramble, the mushroom hunt, get their fill. And you have not, uh, the polite ones will let you pick up the last few eggs or mushrooms you need to finish your quest. So I encourage others to show that courtesy as well. It's just a good community. And uh, for, so for all the tokens I had built up, getting to 20 out of 20 victories on both of those, which afforded me the titles, the Egg-cellent, reminding me of Egghead from the old uh, Batman uh, TV series days. And the Mushroom Hunt is, I think it's uh, Magnificent Mushroom Muncher are the two titles. And uh, with the extra tokens I got from those different activities, I bought the horse, of course, from the Farmer's Fair rewards, uh, a golden chicken statue, a golden egg statue, which is actually pretty when you put it in your house, and three Amphalos Starlet Crystals. So I got something functional out of it as well. I haven't been earning a lot of Amphalos Starlet Crystals. I probably should go back and look at which tokens I need to trade in to, uh, to cash in on some of those. I'm sure I have plenty of them, and I'm just been too lazy to go figure it out. Um, but I think you can get them using commendations from big battles, maybe. Have to go look. Um, my mini's been doing nothing, but my Cappy, the fashionable, is level 108, going on 109. He's completed Udun. He's, uh, I noticed when he was in Udun and starting out Mordor, he was pretty weak at first, um, especially his Herald. So whether you use a Herald, or an Archer, or an Oathbreaker for your Cappy, mine was not very sturdy. I noticed the, the first few fights I had at level 105 in Mordor um, he was dying in like the first three swings from, uh, faster than I can resin back up, he was dying. So, you know, and without your, um, without the buffs you get from your, uh, from your blade brother or from your healing song brother or whatever you're using, uh, you definitely get a lot more vulnerable. So having him die right off the bat would put you at a disadvantage. And it, there was some tough questing in there initially. Um, and so I think they were... You know, had some trouble scaling the pets uh, correctly given the jump in monster stats that you receive as you slide into the first few levels in Mordor. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got sturdier as I went, got a few crest awards, uh, started doing a little more damage, a little more healing. And uh, now I'm in Dol Amroth and uh, kind of on the lower end of the level range for that region. And I'm feeling a little soft again. I'm slowly getting better again as I'm getting to the end of that region. So maybe that'll be the, be the pattern until I get up to level 115. So today while I was in Dal Amarth, uh, first of all, I passed Sun Swind on a quest, uh, questing circuit around uh, 
around Lugash, I think. So, hello, Sans Window. Top of the day to you. I gave her a prancing mount rear up just to uh, acknowledge the podcast camaraderie. I'm sure she didn't recognize my tune, though, since I was on an alt and not brag, and she probably wouldn't know his name anyway. Uh, so, while I was in that region, I was uh, riding around Lugash, and I found Rotwing. And so, Rotwing is the, uh, the dragon that has been getting such a, a bad name for himself when he is uh, appears in Udun. Uh, he's on a cliff face on the northern side, um, underneath the, the uh, underneath Angloch, and uh, he's got his head plunged into the solid rock wall. He looks like a giant ostrich, you know, trying to pretend that uh, that he, you know, he's invisible um, as we uh, group up to slaughter him. So uh, he's he's had his head ducked into the rock wall there for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I saw him today patrolling around Lugash and Dol Armoth, and I'm like, hey. They got, they got, uh, you know, they got Rotwing's head out of the stone. Now he's got all his guys around him. He's patrolling Dol Armoth. You know, way to get on at SCSG. No problem. So I gave him a little wide berth, and I rounded the corner. I go, yeah, I'm glad to see that they fixed that. And what did I run into? Another Rotwing with all five of his guys trailing back behind him. Yes, they must have been, I don't know, maybe a good 50 feet apart on the map <laughs> right around the corner. So multiple Rotwings patrolling behind Lugash. You might want to keep an eye out. And SSG, uh, I got to retract those bony brownie points I gave you for fixing him. You might want to take a look at the multiple instances of him that are crossing the the map in Dull Armor. Um, so Cappy's been finishing up their dirt quests, and uh, you know sometimes I you know when you get a long slog to the end of that, all the way down to the uh, abyss of Mordath, sometimes it just pays to sit by the door and wait for someone else to come through, and then group up and go all the way down as a group of two or three. It's a lot faster. And that's what I've been doing at late, given the traffic that's in there. You usually don't have to wait too long. So when my Cappy turns 110, he will have a bunch of Allegiant points to turn in. Probably will level him, level him all the way almost to the end of that Allegiance for men. We'll see how long it takes him to get there. And the strategy I've been following is to say, you know, I originally considered, do I want all four Allegiances on my main brag? And the way it was implemented and the way I've looked at it now uh, I think what I'm going to do at least initially is, uh, you know, Bragg has finished the Dwarven Allegiance line, all the quests and levels there, and uh, gotten the rewards. And I think um, I am going to, as I bring each alt in, do a different Allegiance line with that alt until I get through the first four that way. And the reason I'm going to do that is that because uh, there are rewards that come out of the Allegiance quests. I believe it's a pair of gloves and a cape and a ring basically that you get at like level 10 15 and 20 when you finish those quests or available when you reach those levels and uh you know so if brad goes through the other three allegiance quests yes i get to see the storylines but there's no really reward benefit whereas if i do it with my alts and a different one for each alt uh they can each get uh those reward items now uh granted uh, Bragg could use a second ring that he could get through Legion's quests, and maybe I'll consider that eventually. Uh, but who knows? By then, instances might be out, and it might not be the best loot in the game anyway. So, as it turns out, right now I'm going to run a different alt through each of the uh, four different Allegiance lines. And when I'm done with that, if I'm still generating Allegiance points, maybe I'll consider going back at that point and uh, building up Bragg's other Allegiances aside from Dwarves. But uh, right now, this way, I will get rewards, and I will get to see all four stories, even if they're not all from my main characters. That is the current plan. Um, 
No other real activity. Uh, I did uh, group up with a Berg as we were moving through one of the dungeons in Udun together. And uh, he gave me lots of encouragement to Berg it up. He said he's been having a blast in Mordor as a Berg, sneaking by all the mobs all the way through the inches of dungeons. There does appear to be a lot of quests where you have to get through a fairly serious number of mobs and get all the way to the end of something. Uh, and then, uh, you know, pick up a, an object or fight a boss at the end. And it does seem like the Berg will be able to save quite a bit of time doing that. So so I might consider leveling my Berg before, some, you know, maybe ahead of some of the other alts I had lined up in front of him. I'll see. I'm tempted. He did uh, does give a compelling argument there. Um, you know, the problem is, why race to gear someone up that likely won't be needed or called for in groups versus other tunes I have that might be more popular for groups at this point. So that's the only thing to keep in mind. Uh, my champ is at level 63, is waiting on the 21st hall skirmish next. So I think he does that one, and then the uh, Heart of Fire skirmish, and uh, he'll be done there. So I did run several rounds of Scumfill with my champ this past week. Uh, some 115s were cleaning up deeds in there. So uh, I think we did three or four runs, and we got all our deeds done in Scumfill, which is cool. Uh, the loot still sucks there, by the way. It's not even worth fighting the spider in the middle unless you want the spider deed. But uh, killing the boss in that instance yields like literally nothing. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, you know, score one for the old scum-filled deeds. I was trying to tell some of the guys that had never been in there, you know, don't do this, don't do this, don't drop in there. You know, be careful, don't scoop the whole room. And we did get, even with 115s in the party, we did get overwhelmed once or twice at the bottom when people weren't listening and wiped. <laughs> which is a little bit embarrassing, but just to show some of these old instances can still have some bite if you don't pay attention. So uh, that's all I've been doing with my tunes recently. So it's been a lot of guardianing. It's been a lot of fair farmering. It's been a lot of capping recently. In other Tokyo news, um, this past week marked the 44th anniversary of J.R. Tokyo's death. Uh, there were lots of tributes out on Twitter and Instagram and other posts that I saw. Regarding that, uh, it's hard to believe it's been 44 years. And uh, 50th anniversary is coming up in six years. It'll be interesting to see what, if anything, forms in the fan community, given how his lore and his fame has spread over the years. Uh, but that's enough what I've been doing in the game for now. Let's move on to our fourth beacon of Aralas. Okay, so in the fourth beacon of Aralas, we're going to cover the new community guidelines that were published this last week. Cordovan came out with a statement saying, uh, you know, that the spirit of them hadn't changed, but they had basically reworked it. This is something that had been sitting on his to-do list for a long time. He wanted to take all the legalese out of them. Uh, so let's uh, let's hear them strip down now. Uh, there's the new community guidelines just published this last week, as read by Cordovan himself. Ready? Here we go. Be it to each other. And party on, dudes! Okay, have to admit, didn't see any legalese there at all. Let's uh, read it back one more time to try to appreciate the nuance. Be it to each other. Okay, so there's a lot there to unpack, and uh, the interesting part to me is that they're doing away with the point system for bans, and anyone that was banned previously on points may 
uh, be reinstated. So now removing the point system may seem like a nice gesture, uh, but basically when you think about it, it gives SSG or Cordovan as the community manager a lot of leeway and power without a lot of accountability as far as who he chooses to ban uh, from the forums or from the game going forward. So it's nice in theory, unless they choose to abuse it, which may, from the prior era, uh, might say happened back in, many from the prior era might say happened back in the days of patience. I know a lot of people who got banned who thought that their arguments or uh, whatever they posted either in chat or in the forums was not egregious and that, uh, you know, there was an overreaction on the part of Turbine in uh, Birmingham, you know, banning their accounts and they didn't have much recourse for when that did happen as far as getting reconsidered. You know, that's a, a lot of the reason why uh, Patience was unpopular with some people in the community back in that time. So from what I know of Cordvan, I hope you will be fair. Uh, but who knows? Uh, you know, when he did an interview, I noticed uh, on a podcast last month with Dottie. Uh, and Dottie had a few things concerning, you know, some criticisms from the games that were coming from the player base. Uh, Cordovan was not willing to engage there, even with a, you know, a fan site figure who would, you know, supposedly be pro SSG. You know, his reaction was, okay, uh, why don't you move on now? Because I'm not going to talk about this. So perhaps his tolerance will be very low. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But at least initially, getting some folks unbanned that may not have deserved that egregious gesture or may have learned their lesson and want to rejoin the community, maybe we'll pay some short burn benefits. We will see. And the, the other flip of the coin, we'll have to wait to see how that plays out. And now it's time to go to the fifth beacon of Minrimon. <laughs> Now for the original weekly sponsor segment. Get vertical, get vertical with the power of Arjuin. Get vertical, get volcanic with interruption just for you. Man, this mountain doom will undo any ring. Have you seen this stuff? It's radical. Every can holds the ashen heat of a blast furnace in the palm of your hand. Nothing more intense than slamming a doom. It's got ten times the ashes of Gorgoroth of an Orca-Cola. Righteous, righteous. So do the doom. Mountain doom. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the sixth beacon of Kalanhad. And for Kalanhad this week, I would like to talk about uh, a fascinating and memorable experience that I had in Lotro this past week. And uh, what better place to talk about it than here at Sanson's Farm, where if I run across the, uh, the parkway here and through the egg scramble, I can go over and talk to my chicken man, George, who, uh, if I press accept, flaps his wings and allows me to enter the world of free range. Now entering session play. How many people out there have done session play, chicken play over at Ted Sanson's farm? I'm willing to bet a fair amount. I'm willing to bet 80% of the people, you know, like both of you that have listened to this podcast in the past, uh, have been chickens before both of you viewers that's like 80 percent right so yes free range and i got a deed and the deed is for geez all the things that you can do to get crosser of roads again interesting so i guess repeat uh playings 
are possible, although there'll be no rewards on the line. So Bragg the Chicken is sitting on the fence watching the egg scramble, as he's wont to do. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about um, what I did this past Sunday. So I had house guests over, and uh, some friends of mine had a momentous party. And they were, we were there all night. They had a big band in the house. They had their garage open. They had music outside, lights, fireplace, up all hours, the works. It was uh, one of the best parties of the summer. I was pretty darn tired when I got home. But the one thing that I knew I had my advantage was that I had nothing planned to do the next day. I could be a vegetable, sit around. Um, except for my friends who were coming to visit, and they were going to be leaving Sunday morning. They were there for the party. So um, sitting around during the course of the week, and I happened to look through some Lotro forum posts and uh, happened to notice something called the month of the chicken uh, posted by Hello Grow Silver Book. And uh, he had some links to a web page that showed some instructions for how to be a chicken escort or how to be a chicken and finally finish off a run to achieve Crosser of Roads. And uh, what they were offering was basically um, an organized run with escort service and lead where all you had to do was follow the group and stick with their plan uh, for a chance of succeeding in this ultimate quest. And I looked at the timing and it was on Sunday and it started at 2 p.m. in the afternoon um, central time, which is what I'm on. So when I woke up in the morning, I was feeling great based on the party that I was at last night out until 5 in the morning. But uh, my there was one problem. My guests weren't about to leave. <laughs> so all morning long, I'm keeping a look on the clock. We're having breakfast. We're kibitzing. We're catching up. I certainly was not going to push them out the door. I was happy to see them. But I was going to lose my chance at the chicken run if they stayed past 2 o'clock. And I knew that. So uh, when they started to make, uh, you know, package up their stuff and head for the door round about 1.50 in the afternoon... <laughs> I excused myself momentarily. I went upstairs. I logged in. I ran to Ted Sanson's farm. I changed into a chicken. And uh, I put myself on follow on a gentleman standing there named Hello Grow Silverbook. And then I went downstairs and proceeded to see my guests off in the afternoon, uh, help them with their bags, uh, give hugs and kisses, wave everybody goodbye. And uh, after I shut the door, <laughs> I grabbed a soda and another cup of coffee, and I ran back upstairs to check my, uh, check my computer. And I was sure that somehow I would have gotten disengaged or stuck on something and would have lost them, and I would have lost my window. But there we were, running through Waymeet on our way to Hobbiton. So that is how I began uh, my famous chicken run. And I want to give a shout-out right at here at the beginning so I don't forget my escorts, Hello Grow Silverbook, Glofenwing, Alayul, Shayala, Tool Underfoot, Ellsword, and later on, late additions after we had some defections, Muglas, Luanori, Valerina, and Deron Dieter. And uh, the chickens that ran with me were Limithar, Jenny Rose, Audrey, and Bragg. There were four of us in total. That's it. I thought it was going to be much larger, actually, when I saw it being organized. Um, and I got to know all those names very well because uh, we had an afternoon to spend with each other. Hours and hours and hours. As a matter of fact, I can tell you the two pets that uh, the escorts had with them. One of them brought a fox. They thought it was funny to have a fox in the hen house whose name was Hamba. And the other one had a, a bog lurker named Goopster who joined us on our travails. And so we set out across Middle Earth. 
um, the house guests almost ended my run before it began, but we persevered. And uh, I talked to George, put hello, Grand follow, and hope for the best. So uh, early on in the run, I got used to the view of Hologro's chicken cloak and mask bobbing along in front of me. Uh, he was appropriately attired for his role as the primary escort. Uh, he was a guardian who was going to be the lead. Most of the chickens chose to put him on follow for the majority of the trip and only occasionally come off, uh, you know, at key intervals. Um, and, uh, you know, occasionally piloting your own chicken just to stay awake and keep in the... Uh, uh, keep in the, the way of things, but don't, no mistake about it. This is an escort quest. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is possible to do about 95% of the check and run as a solo player. It's very slow. It's very frightening and it's very painstaking. Uh, I know that from the fact I did all the pre-wicks to prereqs to the free range quest, as well as the run to Minas Tirith to achieve the Lord of Wings title. So I have done my, my share of solo chicken time. Uh, but, um, you know, all is for naught in this quest unless you can get by those few key areas uh, that have uh, that have mobs so thick that uh, a solo chicken would have no chance. And so Anuskur is definitely your best shot at this. Um, so we headed up to Bag End to pick up uh, one of our first nests there. Uh, and we headed to Innuminus and we started to settle into a rhythm in that first hour, uh, plugging along. Sometimes I would go follow and multitask, keep an eye on the screen. And uh, sometimes I would uh, pilot my chicken uh, actively to try to get involved. And, and uh, I feel like I was sharing a little bit of the effort that was being involved as I was uh, towed along my route. Um, and it was definitely a preset route, one that they were following that they had done uh, many times in the past and was proven to be uh, one of the quickest ways that you could get to all the various objectives. And for those of you who don't know, Crossroads Roads, when you enter the free range task, uh, there are a number of deeds that pop up in your D-Log for the first time. Uh, there's an Explorer deed for each of the original regions. I think there's six or seven of them. There's a Traveler deed for each of those regions uh, where you have to find the different chicken stones in those regions. And then there are quests where you have to talk to each of the animals that you originally talked to um, while you were traveling through that zone. For example, in Bree, or I'm sorry, in the Shire, there's Fang, Grip, and Wolf, all the dogs of... Uh, of um, Farmer Maggot, as well as Old Sally the Pig and a Fox, who I think is uh, somewhere around the farms in the Southern Shire. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. And so there are a number of animals you have to talk to, a number of chicken stones you have to run uh, over, and a, a number of chicken nests that you use to transport yourself around the globe. And basically you have to cover almost all of Eriador in great detail in order to be able to accomplish all the objectives. And you have a total time limit, I believe, of seven hours or seven or eight to complete all these objectives. Uh, eight hours, basically, you get. A uh, timer pops up on your free range quest. If you fail, if you die at any point during those eight hours, if you fail in achieving any of those objectives before the eight hours is complete, you will achieve exactly nothing. So that is why this is one of the hardest quests in all of Low Trail. Let me count the number of deeds really quick. We've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. About seventeen deeds to finish, each with multiple objectives, each across a number of zones. And you can invest all that time, do everything right, and get killed by a stealth mob coming down the final stretch and get absolutely butt kissed as a return on your investment. That is why 
It is the hardest quest in all of Lotro and the most perilous, although at times it can also be the most boring. Let me take another swig of ale here. Ah, gotta wet that whistle as a chicken. So, listen. It was about that time, uh, flipping back and forth, I was finally able to figure out how to download and log into the Discord channel, which is a chat uh, application that they had running for the chicken escort quest uh, headed by Hellogro. So at least I started uh, halfway through the Numinous, I started to hear the coordinating um, communications of our escorts and chickens that had joined that chat channel. And I quickly learned that several of them were uh, from the UK. UK uh, UK accents and we're already late at night their time and hoping to finish this up for us uh, so 8 p.m. their time they started it 2 p.m. Central um, so I started to uh, chat with some of the folks that were accompanying us and learn a little bit uh, more about why they were doing what they were doing and their histories with the game and so forth and we started to fill the time uh, with uh, getting to know each other a little bit uh, we had an early encounter with a group of boggarts in Dwelling that provided a close call. You know, it's in your first hour, so you don't have as much at stake. But when you're around the corner of a tree and there's four of them there running at you, <laughs> it got mighty close. Uh, so let's get the security team we whipped up and into shape over here. Uh, they let that one slide by. Back to formation, please. Uh, standard cross two by two with, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, strategies, the uh, German triple V. So we crossed the Baron Duff. We went through King's Crossing. We jumped into the Lake of Evendim for the big swim over to Anumanos. And Anumanos is really one of the first serious signs of danger. It's one of the reasons they front load it in our explorations so that if you fail there, uh, you haven't lost as much time. Um, so I did read that it was supposedly possible to get to the Anumanos chicken nest or chicken stone. Uh, by um, going up the side of a building that was tilted, doing a little bit of platforming, scurrying down a drain pipe um, in order to avoid the mobs at the entrance of Anumanos. Uh, but in this case, our escorts took them out handily. We ran in on the right-hand side behind some tents. We found the chicken stone. Uh, most of the time we stood in the water so that we'd be out of danger as mobs were being cleared. And we were able to get in and out of Anumanos without much trouble. So it was time to go for a little talk with Longbow, the only animal encounter in Evendim as part of the trip. We enjoyed a swim across Evendim all the way to uh, the Cave of the Blue Lady, uh, where we, uh, we, uh, the chickens played with her frogs. I took a screen print of myself uh, next to the sandcastle out in the on the island in the middle of Lake Evendim. And then we headed up to uh, talk to Longbow. And uh, so there was a lot of swimming. There was uh, time to get more coffee. Um, there was time to uh, take a bio break as we swam across the lake. And I did notice already that my PC graphics card was running hot. As a matter of fact, I wrapped a couple ice cubes in paper towels and put them on the top of the BC unit right over where the graphics card was in, a, in an attempt to keep the temperature down there as it was running hot. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to make it. If it's this hot now, how am I going to make it six hours? I, as a matter of fact, I can't remember a gameplay session that I had recently that was uh, that long or nearly that long where I hadn't had at least one or two uh, times where I've been knocked out of game, uh, crashed a desktop. So that was a concern to think about. Uh, but we talked to Longbow, first region down, uh, found our first strange chicken nest in Oak Barton. And what we do every time we found a chicken nest is uh, 
have our escorts um, both on both sides of the chicken nest, both on the sending location and on the receiving location before we'd port through to make sure there were no mobs clustered anywhere near the nest that could get us on the other side before the escort was reestablished. So we transport ourselves outside the gates of Enlabdris and uh, we talk to some animals in Rivendell and it's off to the top of the Bitter Stairs. So this is probably the most difficult part of the chicken run and the one that's really from what i've heard impossible to do without an escort you know you could sit there as a solo chicken waiting for a player to come by but you're not going to see that many on a bitter stare and even if you do the number of mobs that are there that could uh, aggro on you from a distance if that person's really not on the ball or not a higher level to kill things instantly uh, and even if he's not moving fast enough, you can get, get caught by respawns coming in behind you as he's killing stuff ahead of you. So it's a very dangerous area. But we navigated the bitter stair and we made it to the top outside of Helengrad. And uh, two hours in, it was time for our next bathroom break at the top of the bitter stairs while we waited for the respawns to appear to ensure that we were killing them on the way down and they would not appear on top of our chickens. So time, it's time for snacks, a Diet Coke, and some turkey basting. As it was, I had started my smoker early in the morning before I started the chicken run. I figured, hey, six-hour chicken run, six hours on the smoker, that could work out pretty good. Uh, in the spirit of the event, I had some beer can chicken <laughs> that was roasting. Uh, hour three, a long conversation ensues uh, amongst the escorts on the Discord channel about craving fried chicken or chicken wings uh, after a six-hour chicken run. It seemed to be kind of a phenomena. And uh, in the end, we ended up discussing, discussing the merits of goat curry. Um, hey, and uh, as I was running through the game, I just passed Elva Rabida in Mickle Delving, one of my favorite characters. Uh, basically the spirit animal of Landreval. Um, as we're running across the Shire, we made a trip through the mushroom fields at the Farmer's Fair and caused a bit of a stir with the people that were uh, engaged in Farmer's Fair activities there as they watched uh, the chicken run, run right through the mushroom field. And uh, as we were uh, running across the Shire in... Um, in our third hour, Halogro shared with us, our guide shared with us, that this was his eighth time doing the run, one as a chicken and seven as a guide. And he was thinking about doing a second chicken on his minstrel down the road uh, to get the title on one more tune as he had the prereqs almost done there. But this was his eighth time spending this five to seven hours on this quest. Um, starting to realize the flack I'm going to take for missing family dinner if we don't get this done in a reasonable time frame. Hmm. So, three hours in, we make Brie. I think our chicken legs are cramping from running all across the Shire and across even dim. Uh, it's time to readjust the butt pillow and uh, hunker down. Um, Breeland Explorer is done after a trip to Othringroth in the uh, in the Barrow Downs and to see Tom Bombadil. There's a nest behind his house, believe it or not. Uh, up to Trestlebridge uh, at the uh, crossroads, we headed north. Found a chicken nest at the Treffle Branch. Uh, time for a big stretch there as we waited for our escorts to get to the other side in order to rub feeling back into our legs. And uh, as we're sitting there on Trestle Bridge, don't forget to watch out for the random orc attacks on the bridge every couple minutes. There are orcs that charge out of nowhere, so it's good to hide in the little tunnel under the bridge while you're waiting. We were off to Dwilond. The nest appears in a little uh, island that's at the bottom of Dwilond, uh, out in the river. And uh, you'll notice uh, as we wend our way across the crest, the most efficient path is rather circuitous. And we often start but don't finish deeds in a specific zone in a quest for efficiency, uh, utilizing the chicken nests 
and uh, you know the paths uh, to our various objectives um, as efficiently as possible as has been honed by the many runs that have come before this. So it's onward to Thorns Hall from Dwilund. I hope my dwarf brethren cannot see me now. And uh, you know, as I'm thinking, as I'm running through hour three, what would possess someone to be an escort for this? It's hard to picture spending the time uh, when you not when you know that you're not even going to get the title. It's you're doing it for somebody else. I mean, what a community, right? So with most of the blocking and tackling covered as we run, uh, if I'm on follow and if escorts are taking care of business, I'm. Free to think up how to avoid the home aggro, because this will require careful aggro management. It's going to take persuasion, deflection, evasion, avoidance, stealth, perspicacity, and luck. So uh, I'm equipping my horseshoe. Can a chicken wear a horseshoe? I don't know. Four hours in. Time to crack a beer. As a matter of fact, it's time to drink a beer. Okay, so for part of this, I might have been multitasking on email. Uh, just saying. Uh, the conversation and dialogue on the Discord channel starts to slow. Awkward. Uh, I did ask at one point, what was the biggest group they had ever escorted? And he said it was 11. And uh, Halogra mentioned that in the old day, uh, 25 was the limit for the number of chickens that could be in session play. And at some point, it was changed to 30. Interesting tidbit there, Cliff Clavin. Uh, so I noticed at this point in time that some of our escorts started to uh, depart, uh, shall we say. They didn't have any more time. And things were getting a little bit dicier on the landscape as far as covering the little red dots. So we were in Fornost running up to the chicken nest, which is at the top of the stairway right next to the statue of the giant hand that's fallen off. And uh, I had to hit my bob and weave at some point and keep my finger poised above the flop button. One or two anxious moments there. Basically, if you're on follow, the only thing you can do as a chicken is uh, turn on your paranoia so you can see stealth mobs and help people locate them. And when it's up, hit your bob and weave, which gives you a 50% evade chance. Uh, why not have it on? You can put it up about a third of the time. So every time it's up, or if I'm going through an area that I know is a little more packed with mobs, I'm hitting bob and weave just in case. So we lost our guide, Aliuela, and we gained Luanori. Uh, as we moved through the Lone Lands, talked to the Oryx on the hill in the North Downs. I'm sorry, not the Lone Lands. The North Downs, talked to the Oryx on the hill, headed into Esteldine. Uh, we were on to talk to a last bird. Uh, butt status at this point was definitely still numb. Uh, another interesting tidbit, did you know that when you're a chicken, there is only two ways you can interact with a player. The first one is to jump and down in front, up and down in front of his face and try to get his attention. If he's smart, he'll ignore you because chickens do that all the time anyway. The second is to report him for harassment. Not very nice to do to your escorts, but if your escorts are getting fresh and filling up the chickens... You might have an argument there. Four and a half hours in, we are done with Angmar, one of the most, one of the last dangerous parts done. As we headed across, uh, across the salt uh, deserts of uh, in Angmar, southern Angmar, to get to the outpost that's there. Uh, after that, a quick port, another chicken nest that you find uh, just west of Belbagwach. And uh, it's time to go talk to a squirrel in Northern Bree. 
I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. There are only three deeds left on my log. I've been checking them off steadily as I go. You put them up on the screen as you enter a region because there's no uh, billboard indicator on your screen when you, when you take care of an objective. The only thing that happens is it gets grayed out and disappears from the deed that's listed in your deed log. So you have to keep that region's deeds up so you can see them disappear and confirm that you accomplish each objective as you go. There are only three deeds left at this point. Do I dare to hope? I have to say, there's tension mounting. At the five-hour mark. Five hours. We are in the Midgewater Marshes. And I'm starting to question my sanity. What the heck am I doing here? I have to go talk to a Norbog at the five-hour mark. I'm a chicken for gosh sake on a frigging six-hour quest to go talk to a giant cricket. This is what the epic MMO of Lotro has come to for me. It's like William Shatner once said on Saturday Night Live at the Star Trek convention sketch. Get a life. You, you, you must be like 30 years old. Have you ever kissed a girl? But by God, I want this. <laughs> and as we're leaving the Norbog, we have a close call with a goblin scout. You know the ones that run up with the bomb held over their heads on fire and they throw a giant flaming pot of fire at you? <laughs> Someone threw a giant flaming pot of fire at our escort right in front of us and it flared up right in front of us. And five hours in, I thought I was going to lose it. Time for a flop. Escorts, yo, let's get on top of this situation, please. Please. No time for a coffee break. This is like, you know, this is like being, uh, you know, getting Britney Spears through the paparazzi. You need all hands on deck here. All right. So we made it up to Weathertop. There's a nest at the top. Should we pause to check out the view? No, let's get the hell out of here before the Crabanes respawn. We stop in Ostgaruth to have a word with Radagast and his friends. And there's the final scratch across the eastern lowlands. Are there any stealth links here? I can't remember. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. Are there any pathing wolves? What about those boars? Stay away from those boars. <sighs> so you take pictures on the last bridge. And you sit there and you wonder, was it worth the risk to stop to take this picture? <laughs> what if a roving threat swooped in and killed me now? My, gosh, my graphics card can still die. I'm still putting ice on the, th the thing to keep it cool for gosh sakes. I click on the final the final stone next to um, the last bridge and the approach to the Trollshaws. And that, that bridge is the, the, the final, uh, the traditional picture spot for those who are about to achieve Crosser of Roads. And Hologra uh, had told me he'd only ever lost one chicken on uh, runs previously. And it was uh, for reasons of lag. So... The final click, and we finish in under five and a half hours, a solid time, and I've missed dinner. Uh, back at Sanson's farm, there are cheers, there are fireworks, there are thanks, there are toasts being raised. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. Another four hardy adventurers are known as Crossers of Roads. Is that all you get? Yep, that's it. A title. So why did I want to do it so badly? Because it was there, maybe? And because the first time I read the online player guide about uh, completing free range, I knew someday I would have to find a way to do this. I fooled myself for a while, for a couple years really, thinking that I could live without it. 
But like kindred rep with the L gang, it seduced me with a calm siren call until I could resist no longer. And when I saw the month of the chicken posted by Halagro, I knew it was my time. So do me a favor, devs. Aside from the trip to Mountain Doom, we all know is obligatory. That one's coming. Please don't put a 10-hour chicken quest in the game. Please. I want to be done. <laughs> Not much can get me to remo remove my Scout of the Warning Beacons title these days, but I think I will be wearing this one for a little while yet. Bragg, son of Balin, crosser of Rhodes. Sorry guys, it's Halifiri and we ran out of time to go over the one little trick that will show you how to achieve all four alliances at the same time requiring no additional time or grind. Maybe we'll get to that next time. So, uh, it's time for Blessed Relief. It is time for Bragg to hang it up and crack another brew. And maybe go finish his daily allegiance quests. I am officially putting a little top-colored bow on the 71st episode of Light the Beacons. I would love to hear your plaudits, feedback, rants, diatribes, and most of all, your constructive critique. You can contact me at Braggson of Balan. That's Bragg with two A's. The second A stands for Aloysius. Facebook or Twitter, Braggson of Balan, or my website at lightthebeacons.com, where you can post comments directly on the podcast. I love it when you do. I kindly request you to take the times to create an iTunes review if perchance you're so inclined. I would very much appreciate it. And if your comments incite me to forego my legendary dwarven apathy, I will try to include them in the next podcast or respond in some way. So I hope you laughed either at or with me. I hope you might have learned a little, little something you didn't know about chicken play before or perhaps looked at the game with a slightly skewed perspective of your obsession. And most of all, I hope you enjoy your week in Middle Earth. This is Bragg, son of Balin, signing off. Gazad, and remember, the next time the devs create a Free Range 2 quest that includes jumping into the abyss of Mordath and the basement of Barador, which turns out to be a giant Nick chicken nest that transports you to the last troll camp in the rift of Nurzgashu, don't despair. Light the beacons. And whatever you do, don't go free range. Cause I'm as free as a bird now. And this bird will never change. Whoa, 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 whoa. I should have played the real soundtrack. Oh, oh I can't change. Because now i got to keep singing. Fletch you fly free. No, you don't. You can stop anytime. Bird, whoa, whoa, yeah. Yeah. Talk to you next time, gang. Thanks. And just to make sure I didn't forget, one last shout out and thank you. Hello, Grow, Glofinwing, Alayul, Shayla, Tool Underfoot, Ellsward, Muglas, Luanori, Valerina, and Darandir. You did your job, you did it well, and you showed the best the Locho community has to offer. I am forever in your debt, Bragg, son of Balin. At your service and your families. <laughs>